Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction. And I'm Kelly, a fantasy writer being held together by threads of optimism. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. Today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite things about this journey that we started together and what better way to start talking about what we loved about creating Writish than with our favorite episode. It was very hard to pick, but I really enjoyed the trailer because that was the first thing we did aside from ordering like the mics and the, oh my God, we're actually doing the thing, feeling rise up and take hold. So I remember the day that Zara sent me the edited version of the trailer and I could not stop listening to it. And I played it on loop for like 15 minutes straight to the point where Logan was looking at me, just kind of like cheesing, like, yes, you're very proud of yourself. I can tell. (laughs) Cause it just felt so surreal. Like, oh my gosh, we did this thing. And now it's like, actually a thing that was a lot of fun i also had that feeling (laughs) yes it was like so cool and then another episode that i thought was really fun to record was episode two where we talked about preptober plans mainly because that was like one of those days where i was feeling rather goofy and there was a lot of laughing involved that i'm sure was a pain to edit But it was fun nonetheless, and I enjoyed, you know, being a goofball. And there was a lot of laughing involved, and it was just like, it's like that moment that I knew, yes, I'm I'm doing this thing with the right person because while I feel like we both have a lot of friends in the AuthorTube community, sometimes, like, it's hard to work with friends. And this was something that I was like, you know what? I'm actually, I think this, this is me doing the thing that I really wanted to do. And I'm doing it with another person who we work really well together. So it's nice. In my publishing program, I've taken a few classes about startups or creating a business in preparation for the fact that I have to create a business plan for my capstone project, which I'm trying not to freak out about because that deadline is fast approaching. But one of the things that they say is you can work with friends and if you can, it's great, but it could also go horribly wrong. And I'm very happy that we can say that we have a good friendship and a good working relationship. Yes. And I also feel like it's because, you know, since we're both Pisces, we're on the same wavelength a lot. And I know we joke about that a lot. So like if you're not into astrology and every time we bring it up, you just kind of roll your eyes. I'm sorry, but that's just how Zara and I vibe. (laughs) So another thing that I really liked that wasn't like episode specific, it was more like segment specific is I enjoyed our craft chat episodes. I know this season was filled with them and we have other fun segments in mind for future seasons, but just talking about writing craft and our personal outtakes and on what writing craft is to us and how we look at it for us specifically, it was really fun to share that point of view to the world because it was different than just sitting down in front of a camera. I had a lot more fun talking craft with someone else than just sitting there in front of a camera talking about it by myself. Having the back and forth is a lot of fun. And also because even though we do vibe a lot on, you know, being Pisces and the same age and you know a lot of things were also very different not just because you're a mom and I'm not but like our writing processes are not the same for one like I've 
kind of honed mine after six books. But you're also doing things that I haven't done yet and might want to try in the future and then vice versa. So I, I think it's cool that we can have the conversation of, oh, here's what I've done. And the other person can be like, oh, that sounds really cool. Maybe I'll try that. Which you don't get in a YouTube video until someone comments that and then you can comment back, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's having like a fluid conversation. And it it is nice because you you are right. We we do have a lot of similarities, but I also like our differences. And I think that's what makes us such a good team. And we always talk about writing as a journey. And obviously you and I have very different writing journeys. I do like how we can kind of reflect and bounce off each other and still have the encouraging relationship that we do with each other while holding the other one accountable. Because I know there's been some times where you've like looked at me sideways, like Kelly, you got to get it together. I know you want this done by this date. Like you got to get it together (laughs) because let's be honest, I kind of procrastinate a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I can too. We actually have been pretty good about the podcast, but like you said, we can encourage each other and be like, oh my God, it's so great that you're doing this. Or like, I'm really excited for you to do this. And then also it's like, but you got to do it. Yeah, I remember whenever I first started talking to you about Project D and you're like, this is a really great idea and I love how your mind works. Have we finished Curse Breaker? And I was like, hmm, that's a good question. Have we? (laughs) I mean, it is. Yeah, I think for me, it's hard to choose favorite episodes because like we were kind of saying behind the scenes when we were writing down our talking points for this episode, they're all our babies and they were all fun because like we've said, we're it's a conversation between friends. I will say that my favorite one was the first episode for the same reason that yours was like the trailer. The trailer was fun because it it was short but it was like it wasn't until the first episode where I was like oh we talked for an hour and we had actual content that people can enjoy and learn from hopefully and when I played that for my mom she was like so impressed with us and I was so happy and I was like this is really happening so all the same feelings that you had with the trailer and Logan kind of humoring you i i had that with the first episode and then i also love the craft chats but my favorite one of those i would have to say is episode three know your characters because even though my stories are kind of plot heavy in that you know there is kind of a direct through line that propels you from page one to the end and my books are shorter so that's a fun read According to my readers, I'm not saying this out of thin air. Um, (laughs) I do write personally from a more character perspective where, you know, yes, I have a plot in mind, but if a character doesn't act that way, then I have to redo the plot, not the character. And so the knowing your characters is very important. And I enjoyed talking about that. I do remember that episode. You had a lot of great points. And for someone like me, who is opposite, who comes up with the plot first and then thinks characters later normally, it was a very good experience for me to sit down and and hear your process because I feel like that's kind of helping me with, of course, growing and all of the good things that we talk about with writing journeys. But I think this, like talking about our episodes and, you know, you mentioned behind the scenes, how we talked about how all these episodes are kind of like our babies. Let's 
talk more about behind the scenes and like getting all of this stuff together because it did not happen overnight. It was not an easy feat. And we were both kind of learning how to go along the way together. (laughs) Yeah, you pitched the idea. I don't even remember when you pitched it, but at the time... You're like, are you interested in this thing? And I was like, well, yes, 100%. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. And that goes back to imposter syndrome, episode one, people. (laughs) Then we were, you know, kind of looking at our calendars and our lives and being like, we can't start recording this immediately. We got to wait a little bit. So we did a lot of prep in between before we started recording. But once we started recording, it kind of was like, very quickly picking up momentum where we were recording, you know, once every week, if not multiple times a week, just testing out different things, writing our scripts where we have our talking points and sometimes we go off script a little. Another thing that I really like though about our dynamic is that I have little to terrible experience with tech stuff. So it worked out that you were more adept to do the admin things and I could put my skills towards the more like like graphics and artistic designs as like as the promo and stuff because it was something I did go to trade school for so I am quote unquote certified graphic designer over here <laughs> um for those of you know you who don't know I in Ohio where I'm at there are a lot of vocational schools trade schools where you go and you learn a specific skill and then you graduate And you have your high school diploma and then you also have this certification saying that, you know, you did two years of this said program. But uh, anyway, it was also easy, though, because I had that experience. And then Canva makes everything easier. So even if you don't have, you know, the background in graphic design, Canva is just great anyway. Yeah. And having Canva Pro, which... I had gotten because I was doing a lot of things for AuthorTube, you know, like my thumbnails, but also designs for my Kofi page, my personal one, although our podcast has one, which you should check out and we will plug again at the end of this episode as we do every episode. Um, it let me add Kelly to my team and then it was very easy for Kelly to create something and then she could message me and be like oh I created a thing can you go check and like give feedback and normally I was just like oh I like this option best you know um because I was I can do graphic design but not as well as Kelly and it just you know like you said the balance worked better if we kind of stuck to our areas of I'm not gonna say expertise because I'm not a tech expert by any means um but you know I was happy to let you run wild with the design and then just be like I like this best or in some cases where I was like this text combined with this other text like maybe change one of the fonts like that was the extent to my feedback most of the time I think for every piece of graphic art I did for the promo, I created at least two other options because, you know, you all know I have a thing for threes. And the reason I did this was obviously to keep our options open. But as you continue tweaking images and adding or taking away from the concept you're trying to convey, it opens the door for more creative leeway. And there were like multiple times like Zara had mentioned that she would have a suggestion whenever I made three or more graphics for her to choose from because I would like all of them. And I was like, 
like, you know what, I'm, <laughs> this is where I feel like I'd be very hard to work with. Cause I'm very indifferent and I'm very flexible and I'm like, it's not like I'm really strongly one way or the other. So I feel like that sometimes might be like a little bit annoying or <laughs> whatever, but it was nice. Cause I could just take all these things that I liked making and show you. And you could be like, you know what? I really like this image here, but let's combine it with this text and maybe throw in this pattern that you did on this one. And then I would come up with a design that I wasn't even thinking of or had an original vision of. And I think that's something else we're really lucky to have together is that I can present you with some things and then you can kind of spark another vision or artistic avenue for me to go down. Yeah, one of the things that my former boss and former professor who's a literary agent and is the reason I want to become one, he said that like one of the things you need to be a literary agent is to be decisive. And while I can also be like you, Kelly, where it's like, oh, like I'm go with the flow when you're like, no, make a decision. I can do that. Unlike when it comes to ordering in food with like my mom and a family friend and it's three of us trying to be like, what do you want to eat? It's like, oh, I don't know. I'm up for anything. And then it just takes forever to decide because no one's actually deciding anything. But I think an example that would be great to share with everyone is how you came up with the logo. My goodness. So the logo was one of the first things that I created. And I believe it was like right after I pitched you the crazy idea on like some high manic state that I was feeling that day. <laughs> and I think I did the right logo either later that week or that same day. And, you know, I really liked the way our two colors of the pink and the purple work together. And I was able to find cute, quote unquote, writing trinkets with the quill pen and the typewriter to incorporate. And I do believe for that one, I did have another total of three designs that we could pick from. And even though the other two didn't make the cut, they were still a lot of fun to play with. They were pretty. I just think we were talking about how they would appear, you know, if we ever made merch or things like that. We just wanted something that got the point across, was fun to look at, but also striking and you didn't have to look super closely to see the detail. It, it was a lot of fun. And I do like, cause pink and purple, I feel like you could go really wrong with those colors together. Like it could go like real, real bad, real quick, just like with red and pink. But I think our, the way that you use like the dark plum, almost plum like purple. And because my pink is such a baby pink, they really contrast each other. Well, yeah, and they complement each other too, which I think is the most important thing the same way we do in real life. So it worked out very well. <laughs> it does. So I've talked about, you know, all of the graphic design stuff that I've done. So let's talk about the admin stuff that I am terrible at. <laughs> I think you were actually the first one to pick your microphone. I was doing a ton of research on microphones at the same time that I was doing research on how to record this thing, especially since we live in different states on top of a pandemic. So there are lots of different ways to do it. And there were some where it's like, oh, record a Skype or Zoom call. But then people are saying like the audio isn't that good, even with the microphone. So then we found Zencaster, which has been amazing. You know, it's been great. We get to see each other's faces while we record, but we do not record our faces. So do not expect a video version of this podcast anytime soon. You know, we get to have quote unquote face-to-face -face conversations as we're doing this, which helps us a lot with keeping it natural and not stilted. Not that I think we ever could be really, 
just because we vibe together so well. Um, but it definitely helps. And then from Zencaster, I can download each of our speaking tracks separately, which is one of the reasons why we picked this software. And then I edit it in Adobe Audition, which I already pay way too much for as part of the Adobe Creative Suite. So while it is a pain in the butt for people who don't already have it, it is like the one of the best software. So I was like, might as well use it. And then, you know, the more boring stuff is we set up the Kofi page together and the Instagram pages with the usernames and passwords. You run the Instagram page more than I do. And I think we kind of share the Kofi page responsibility um, pretty evenly. We also both have our individual ones. So it's kind of just like, oh, who wants to do what, when? But because you don't like Twitter as much as I do, I kind of run that. I mostly just interact with other podcast accounts on there and Podbean regularly asks asks questions to get to know the podcast community. So that's been fun to do. And then, um, you know, the tech slash creative thing that I think we collaborate most on is the episode ideas, uh, where, you know, one of us will say something or we'll or one of us will be like, oh, we should do something like this. And then the other person comes up with the actual idea. We just put that into our ever-growing Google document where we have a lot of episodes planned way into the future. And I'm not going to say how many because that would be overwhelming to talk about in the finale of our first season. But yeah, I run a lot of the online stuff, which is fine because I'm probably online way too much anyway, so I might as well be productive with it. Love that. I also love how now this is more of like the ish bit because remember I kept my microphone in the box for like two weeks and you were like, you need to get it out and like test it. Like, cause as soon as you got yours, you like hooked it up and was messing with the settings and everything. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. <laughs> and then we go to sit down to record our first episode and I don't have a, a adapter thingy. Yeah. And you were like, girl, you need an adapter. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And it was hilarious because the night before Logan went through hell to set this thing up for me on the stand. And then turns out I, he spent, bless him. He spent like a good 45 minutes cursing at this metal arm for my microphone to try to make it work with the desk. And then he sat it on this makeshift tripod that I sometimes use to record with my phone that really isn't even for my phone. It's actually for like a a real camera, but you know, you make with what you have sometimes. (laughs) What does he call it? The universal tripod now or something? Yeah, the the universal tripod. And I'm like, it's, it's not really. And he's like, yes, it is. Look at this. It works. And it did. And it did work. He, he managed to tinker with it enough to make it work. But then I didn't have the fancy adapter thingy. So it, it was kind of all for naught that we all sat down and laughed about it later. But then now like recording, like I kind of just go to the opposite side of the house of where girls are, are chilling, doing their thing. And I just use the little baby tripod that the microphone comes with. (laughs) Yeah, my home setup is a lot less chaotic than yours because I don't have two little children that I am responsible for. (laughs) So I also use the little tripod that mine came with. We got different 
microphone sets, but from the same company. And so, yes, shout out to our awesome microphones so that our audio sounds as good as it can. We were going to use that as our first goal on our Kofi page. And then we were like, well, we should be recording the best quality from the outset if we can. So what we instead did was we kind of smirched at the start and it's been worth it. It has been. And it's been really fun to do. And, you know, I think now would be a very appropriate time to transition into like what our hopes are for the future. Honestly, I feel like it's so cliche to say, but I don't give a damn. I really want to continue to grow our audience because I know we have so many great things planned. Like you talked about, the amount of episodes and content we have ready to do is crazy to think about that right now, if we told you guys, you guys would be mind boggled and we don't want that because <laughs> sometimes we're just mind boggled by it all still. So And I want to be able to share that content with as many listeners as possible. And speaking of ideas, I hope we never run out of great ideas of what we wish to tie into Rightish and what Rightish can be. I'm not worried. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I have all the confidence. We're going to be just fine. (laughs) And I just really hope that the tips and personal experiences that we shared this season actually helped those of you who tuned in and gave us the time and, you know, supported us through this whole first season. And I hope that we still have that continued support from here on out. Yeah, I don't know how much more I can add to what you already said, but I guess I'll take the other side of stuff and just say, you know, I want to also work on diversifying income for our podcast. We have our Kofi page. I'd love to set up a Kofi store to, you know, maybe sell some other cool things that we've been talking about. I think it would just be fun to do. And, you know, that money would obviously go back into running this podcast. And we want to make it as good as possible, like we mentioned with the mics. And that means hosting and, you know, little things that you have to think about when it comes to running a business. But we do love this so much, but we also want it to succeed. So I think I want that in addition to obviously the most important part of the conversation being received well and shared and our audience growing and being engaged throughout the whole experience because that is why we started it. It is. It's whenever I came to you with that crazy idea and you're like, okay, let me try to bottle this lightning for you. Because, you know, that's our dynamic and I absolutely love it. Yeah, you come up with the idea and then I'm like, okay, okay, I like the kernel. You're you're running away with it a, a little. We, we got to slow down just a little, not permanently, but just so that we can figure out whether this actually actually works and how it would work. And the answer is it always works because we find a way, but... You know, I'm I'm more the like, okay, logistics before we get too far into the fantasy. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's the most Pisces thing ever. And, you know, I think it's appropriate to say that 
this has been the Rightish Podcast, and we will be back with another season in the new year. Can't believe we're already saying that. That feels so wild to think that we've done, you know, I mean, we're at the end of the 14th episode plus the trailer. So, you know, basically 15 recordings, which is insane. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Rightish Podcast without a hyphen and on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash the Rightish Podcast, again, without a hyphen. And be sure to join us for our conversation in the new year about goal setting for writers. Bye. Bye.